Welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm your host, Veronica Peretti. I'm a yoga teacher, a coach, and most importantly, an astrologer. And that's why I come to you every week here in your podcast feed to let you know what's going on up there in the heavens so that you can dictate your fate down here on earth. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica. And we have a fresh week. We just had the new moon in Sagittarius this past weekend. And of course, that was a solar eclipse. So it wasn't visible for those of us in North America or really anywhere other than Antarctica, though there was a partial solar eclipse effect in South Africa. Of course, the news of last week is that we have this new variant and eclipses always bring things out from the shadows. So something that was probably making its way around for quite some time already just became part of our consciousness. And that's what happens with eclipses. So you may have noticed that there was some things that you discovered that have been going on for a while and you just weren't conscious of them. And that's how eclipses work. They really tend to illuminate what's in the shadows as well as catapult events forward that cause changes. Now, we've been experiencing a lot of change this whole eclipse season, which began really for all intents and purposes about four weeks ago, and we will still be in this eclipse portal for the next two weeks until we have that full moon that's coming, which will be a full moon in Gemini on December 18th. That is going to be a great weekend because I'm going to be teaching my Dictate Your Fate workshop, which I teach every year. It's an annual workshop to help you kick off the year ahead, and I go through all of the major astrology that we're going to see in 2022. We have some time for a guided meditation and some writing exercises to help you really illuminate what you want to focus on through the next year, and also two lucky participants who will get mini reading as well as time for Q&A. So bring all of your burning astrology questions. So if you want to sign up for the Dictate Your Fate workshop, which is happening on December 19th at 4 p.m. Eastern on Zoom, of course, you can go to the link in the show notes and go sign up over there. All right. So I hope you join me because this really is my favorite thing to teach all year. And I'm already deep in the research phase of checking out what I'm going to talk about, and we have some really good things coming in 2022. I'll give you a little sneak peek. We have two months where Mars and Venus are going to be traveling together. So they're pretty much going to be conjoined for two months, which is very rare. And it's going to be amazing for connecting and dating and romance and just making new friends and networking and job opportunities, anything that comes with interpersonal experiences is going to be uh, a little bit blessed in 2022 because of that Mars-Venus conjunction. And we also are going to have Jupiter-Neptune meeting up in Pisces. So there's going to be a lot of opportunities for connection and healing in 2022. So make sure that you join us on December 19th for the Dictate Your Fate workshop, that annual forecast for 2022. 
and hopefully I'll see you there. So now let's get back to this week, which is, again, fresh energy. We just had that new moon, and of course it was a solar eclipse, so we don't have the same control over events that we normally will. You know I like to always say that 90% of life is free will, 10% is fate. That's why I always say you dictate your fate. But during eclipse seasons, when we're in this portal, this vortex of energy, we don't have as much control as we normally do. That doesn't mean that you don't make decisions. That doesn't mean that you don't make choices. You still have to show up for life. This week is going to come with a lot of choices to be made. There's also going to be a lot of motivation and ambition and perseverance and for some people, some overwhelm. And for some people, the emotions might feel a little over the top and that might cause you to want to get back in bed and pull the covers over you. That's okay if that's your response because it's still eclipse season, which means that If you're sleepy, if you're worn out, if you're needing rest, honor your body. Remember, we're also here in the Northern Hemisphere in that time of year where we're moving into that hibernation period. We're supposed to be spending more time in bed and spending more time resting and having a little more space for our subconscious to talk to us. Now, who rules the subconscious? Neptune. We had a Neptune station last week which means that your subconscious may have been talking to you a lot. We also know that Neptune rules our immune system. So not surprising that this news of the variant came out the week of the eclipse and the Neptune station. We are going to have a little more activation of Neptune this week, but we're also going to have a lot of Pluto and Jupiter. So from my view, there's three main events this week and there's three supporting events this week. That's a lot of events. That's a lot of big astrology happening. The number one thing that I want you to be aware of this week is that we have Venus conjunct Pluto on Saturday. This is big. I know I'm jumping ahead to Saturday. I usually go through the week sequentially for you, but I want to talk about this first because it truly is the main event of the week. Venus, of course, you know her. She is that goddess of money and love. Pluto, he is the lord of all things of the underworld. We're talking about control and power and greed, but also transformation and rebirth. He likes to destroy things for the sake of transforming them. This is the first of three conjunctions that they will have. So that means that Venus and Pluto are joining together. They're joining their forces and their energy, and they're operating as one. That's what a conjunction is. So this first one is occurring on 12-11, which is going to be Saturday. Then we're going to have them meet up again on December 25th, a.k.a. Christmas Day. And then we're going to have them meet up one more time in March, on March 3rd. And they will also be joined with Mars. So that will be an interesting one. Now, the reason they're meeting up three times, of course, is because of Venus's retrograde pattern. She will be retrograding from 1219 through January 29. So that means that you want to get all the Christmas shopping done before December 19th. So our workshop is on December 19th, which I didn't really want to have it on the day of Venus retrograde, but because of my schedule and life, that just wasn't going to work any other way. But before our workshop on December 19th, make sure you get all your Christmas shopping done. So I've been doing a lot of that. Last week, I was like, let me get all of this stuff done so that I know that it arrives here before the Venus retrograde. 
when you have a planet go retrograde, it means that all of these aspects that it's making, especially with the slower planets, are going to occur three times. So last week we talked about how Venus sextiled Neptune, and that's the first of three. This is the first of three conjunctions with Pluto. It's a big deal because Pluto is at the late degrees of Capricorn, approaching the Pluto return for the United States of America. So we're going to experience the Pluto return for the USA in exactitude in February, March. We are also going to get three more hits of that because Pluto moves slow and he'll have his own retrograde in 2022. In my opinion, this Venus retrograde is like the opening of the door to our Pluto return for the USA. Now, we've already been feeling the pre-shadow effects of that Pluto return for quite some time. But this Venus conjunct Pluto is really going to turn up the heat on how much we're feeling the Pluto return. I talked about that a lot in episode 100 of the podcast, so you can go back to that episode and check it out to learn more about the Pluto return for the USA because we have so much to talk about today. I don't want to spend too much time on it. And I will continue to talk about it as we get closer to February. But I just want to mention that if you are seeing so much on the news that's overwhelming to you, remind yourself that you are living through the Pluto return of this very young country. Pluto takes about 250-ish years to go around the sun. This is the first time the United States of America is experiencing this. So if things feel a little crazy, a little overwhelming, know that you're living through a monumental moment. And I also like to remind you that as a soul, you chose to incarnate at this moment. You chose to be here and to experience these things. So allow yourself to have a little distance and take the bird's eye view because the astrology is really encouraging us to take the long view this week, to see the big picture. So Venus conjunct Pluto, how is that going to manifest in our day-to-day life? You might be motivated to get your money together. You might be motivated to change up the way you manage your money. Maybe you change financial advisors, or maybe you decide to finally get that 401k in order or whatever it is. Maybe you decide that you really want to invest in crypto and you do a bunch of research on it. Whatever it is for you, I do think crypto is going to be a big story through this because Venus is in Capricorn. Pluto is, of course, in Capricorn. Capricorn is the the sign that is associated with big business, with corporations, with big banks, with the government. And when we're talking about money and currency, currencies are backed by the government. Cryptocurrency is independent of any government, which is why people are really Um, into it right now. It's decentralized. So I think the conversation around crypto and regulation around crypto is going to be a big conversation throughout this Venus retrograde. You might be recommitting to your values. You might be looking at where do I spend my money? You might be a person who's like, I'm an environmentalist, but then I'm shopping at H&M and Target and purchasing all this fast fashion. So if I'm an environmentalist, then why am I contributing to so much 
clothing and textiles going into landfills. Now, of course, we all love Target. Don't get me wrong. So I'm not shaming you for that. I'm just saying that you might go through a period of wondering if the places that you're putting your money really align with your values. And we all have to do that gut check every once in a while. And Venus retrograde certainly brings that up because Venus has everything to do with our values and our money, but Venus and Capricorn even more so. Money secrets or secret money may show up. So maybe you find out that there is an account that your parents invested for you when you were young and you didn't know about it. Someone who is hiding money, that might come out. This will certainly make for some very interesting news stories. Our fears and our insecurities around money are also going to show up. So put a few dollars in your savings account now because my prediction, and I hope this isn't the case, but my prediction is that people are going to clench their money real tight come Venus retrograde. And we might see some fears and some shakeups in the market, and that happens, right? Everything is cyclical. Things that go down must come up. Things that go up must come down. So Venus retrograde, just a reminder of the cycle that we're already a part of. Just make sure that your control issues and fears and anxieties don't go on the spiral with Venus. So if that means you put a few extra dollars in savings, you spend a little less for the holidays, maybe you hold off on planning the 2022 vacation, if those things will make you feel a little bit more secure, then make sure that you do those things. We're going to see other people freak out because they're not listening to this podcast and they don't know Venus is retrograde. Do what you can do to make sure that your anxiety stays low. And if that means pulling away from the news, spending more time focusing on your self-care, taking a slower start to the year, all of those are good ideas. Now, the other thing about Venus and Pluto together is that you might become more committed to your relationship because Venus in Capricorn is really serious. She is seriously committed. And Pluto can make things feel a little bit sexy. So you might be even more desirous of your partner. You might be really wanting to connect in an intimate way, whether it's sexual or otherwise. And you might really want all of a sudden to have a commitment when maybe it wasn't that important to you before. It might unearth, because Pluto rules what's in the soil, it might unearth some desires for commitment, marriage, a ring, something that you didn't know was there. So if you find out that you're in a partnership that doesn't have the commitments that you want it to have, it might be time for you to say goodbye. And Pluto, of course, he destroys things for the sake of transformation. So maybe you've been in a relationship for a really long time and then you realize this isn't ever going to lead to the kind of commitment that I actually really desire, in which case I have to have a conversation, work through this. And maybe by March, when we have that last conjunction of Venus and Pluto, you decide to say goodbye. That doesn't mean that this is only about romantic relationships. This could also be business partnerships or friendships, other relationships and partnerships that you might be a part of. You might also 
realize how important your values are to you. And if your friends and your partners don't have the same values as you, that might be a deal breaker as well. So I think this will be a very interesting time for all of us to reflect on what's important to us. Venus always encourages us to do that. And when she's in Capricorn, she wants things of the highest value. So if someone or something in your life is not of the highest value, you might decide that it's not for you anymore. Moving on to the second big thing of the week. The second big thing of the week is that sun is going the sun is going to square Neptune on Sunday. I know I'm going out of order this week. Don't worry. At the very end of the podcast, I'm going to go through the week day by day and give you the transits. I'm really giving you things in the order of importance as I see them this week. So you remember last week, Neptune stationed, and you may have been feeling a little bit foggy. You might have had some brain fog. You might have felt spacey. We might be feeling that again this weekend. The thing about Neptune is that it wants to turn up the volume on your subconscious. So if you feel inclined to pull away from the world and get quiet, then you should do that. The sun, of course, is our identity. It's our ego. So we might be confused about who we are in this moment, and it's going to be fleeting. But Neptune is really going to encourage us to make choices from our intuitive knowing. So even if something defies logic, but you know in your gut that it's the right choice, you have to trust that when Neptune is involved. So Trust yourself this weekend, trust your instincts, and limit the outside noise. I know I gave you all this advice last week, so everything I said last week, apply it to this weekend. The other piece that's really big this week is that Mars is squaring Jupiter on Wednesday. Now, Mars square Jupiter can make us overconfident, it can make us assertive, it can even make us aggressive, it can make us so optimistic that we miss the red flags. Use the Mars square Jupiter to be confident in the decisions you choose, especially if they're coming from that inner guidance system, from that inner knowing, from your intuition. Use that motivation to get the stuff done that you wanted to, especially if you were struggling to stay awake last week like I was, but don't let it make you go overboard. And if there are people in your life that trigger you, this is a good week to stay away from them, especially on or around Wednesday. Now, there's a few supporting events that are happening this week. One is that Mercury is squaring Neptune as well. So even though I mentioned the sun square Neptune on Sunday is going to encourage us to really listen to the subconscious, we're going to be with that all week because Mercury is also going to be squaring Neptune on Tuesday, which can add some confusion. So you might be like, this doesn't make sense, but I need to trust where my intuition is guiding me. And that's what we have to do when Neptune is involved. We also have Mars sextile and Pluto early in the week. That's actually on Monday, which can make us strategic. Mars is in Scorpio right now. So he's working behind the scenes and he's not necessarily showing all his cards. He's preparing to take everything out into the world once he moves into Sagittarius, but he hasn't moved there yet. Of course, the sun and Mercury are in Sagittarius, so we're experiencing 
the optimism, the indulgence, the joy, the fun of Sagittarius season. But Mars is still back in Scorpio, toiling away in the background, doing some of that deeper work before he prepares to take what he's working on out into the world. So Mars square uh, sextile Pluto is going to make us feel particularly strategic earlier in the week. We also have Mercury in a sextile with Jupiter. So while Mercury is having a little confusion with Neptune early in the week, late in the week, Mercury is going to be sharp because he's going to be in that sextile with Jupiter on Saturday. Mercury is in Sagittarius, as I just mentioned, and Jupiter is in Aquarius. Both Sagittarius and Aquarius, they are big picture signs. They don't want to get bogged down in the details. Aquarius rules airplanes. It likes to take in the view from up above. And Sagittarius is the archer. It pulls the arrow back and points it upward toward truth. And truth is always going to help us ascend upward toward our highest self. So when we are working with Mercury, our mind in Sagittarius, and Jupiter, our ability to expand our vision in Aquarius, this is big picture thinking. This is long-term planning. Both these signs are also very interested in seeing the interconnected way of life, how all of us are connected. And we learn that from the pandemic. What happens in China has an impact on the U.S. And what happens in the U.S. has an impact on Africa. We are all connected. That's very clear. And of course, Jupiter and Aquarius, Aquarius is an air sign. The air flows. So we all share the same air which we've all been learning, you know, for sure since the beginning of 2020. Now, this is a week to look at the big picture and to really play the long game. So when you make decisions and choices this week, yes, you're going to rely on your inner knowing. Yes, you're going to rely on your intuition. But I also want you to check in and make sure that the choices and the decisions that you're making are also playing into your long-term vision, whatever the long game is that you're playing. And if you're not sure what the long game is that you're playing, this is a good week to do some visioning on what that is, whether it's in your business or your personal life. What kind of commitments do you want to be in long-term? What kind of values do you want to keep with you long-term? These are some of the things that we're considering this week with that Venus conjunct Pluto. So let's take a quick break. We'll come back and I'll go through the week day by day. Have you ever thought, I love listening to this podcast, but I just wish I had a cheat sheet? Well, I made one for you. Thanks to other listeners just like you, I have decided to make the Astro Cheat Sheet. So go to astrocheatsheet.com and download yours right now. You'll get a little blurb about each of the planets and each of the signs, and it'll help you follow along. You can even save the image in your images on your iPhone or whatever you use, your Samsung, whatever. And while you're listening, just check in with the planets and the signs. So now that we know that we can't trust that Facebook and Instagram will be there, 
I thought it would be a good time to remind you that you can text me at 917-540-3401. Text I'm in to 917-540-3401 and you'll get my astrology updates two or three times a week. Usually when the moon changes signs, I'll let you know when important stuff is happening like Mercury retrograde or new moons or full moons or eclipses, all of the good stuff. So make sure you text me. I'm in to 917-540-3401. So starting with Monday, we had Mars sextiling Pluto. That made us strategic. Remember, we're looking at the long game this week. On Tuesday, the moon enters Aquarius early in the morning, Eastern time, and then Mercury squares Neptune. This can make us feel a little bit confused, but the good news is that if you've been listening to your subconscious, the answers will be clear coming from your gut. On Wednesday, we have Mars square Jupiter. We're going to be feeling this for most of the week. So I want you to be really careful not to overdo anything. This can make us really take on too much. This can make us overconfident and help us really avoid the red flags. So I want you to really avoid overdoing it. If you feel like you're overdoing it, whether it's at work or at home, in your workout, See if you can pull back and just have a little bit of moderation in whatever you're doing this week because your inclination is going to be going overboard. On Thursday, the moon moves into Pisces. And on Friday, we actually have the uh, first quarter of the moon cycle. So that means that the moon is half illuminated. And usually when we get to that point in the cycle, we start to take some action. We start to make some choices about whatever is going on in our life, whatever intention we set for the moon cycle. Of course, we didn't really set too many intentions with this moon cycle because it was a solar eclipse. But you will see how the eclipse is progressing. You'll see how the information that was unearthed is unraveling and unpacking itself. On Saturday, the 11th, Venus is going to conjunct Pluto. That is the big news of the week. At the same time, Mercury is going to sextile Jupiter. So this is going to be the day. This is the big day of the week, Saturday, the 11th. On We also have the moon entering Aries later in the afternoon. So with all of that stuff going on, the moon is going to be in Pisces, which can make us feel pretty sensitive. So avoid people that trigger you, avoid confrontation, because you're going to be feeling a little bit bruised if you enter any confrontation, especially while the moon is in Pisces on Friday and Saturday. On Sunday, we have the sun squaring Neptune. Of course, the moon is in Aries. So you might decide to take some action on Sunday toward your dreams, whatever is going on. If you decide that this is my long-term game and this is what I want to do and I'm going to start taking some small steps in that direction, Sunday might be a good day for that. It also is a day that you might decide to just chill out because the Sun Square Neptune says it's okay to sleep. It's okay to sleep in. It's okay to rest. And then a little preview of next week on Monday, the 13th, Mars will enter Sagittarius. So he will no longer be working in the background. He'll be taking what he's working out into the world. And on Monday, the 13th, we also have 
Mercury entering Capricorn. So we have two big shifts early next week. So on Monday, Mars is going to go into joyful and optimistic Sagittarius. Mercury is going to go from Sagittarius into serious Capricorn. So Mercury is going to start really putting the plan together in Capricorn while Mars is having a good time. So pay attention to how you feel on Monday the 13th. And next week, of course, is a full moon week. So we'll talk about it then. I hope you have a wonderful week and make sure you go sign up for my workshop on December 19th. The link is in the show notes. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends. Finally, come find me on Instagram at Veronica Peretti. I'll talk to you next week.